1: This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling.
2: Robin McCarron. Hashtag authority.
1: Hashtag Steph Bouncy. Hashtag
2: Smackdown 15. Jeff Hawkins.
0: You done digging that hole?
2: You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins.
0: Dance on your grave, dirt cheek
1: sure. rider. Hello everybody. Rob McCarran, Jeff Hawkins, Shake Them Ropes. It is Shake Them Ropes episode 80 and Jeff Hawkins, do you know why that is a big deal? No. Because we are going to discuss match number 80. Oh. Today on yes. the top one hundred countdown, the Fantastics against the Midnight Express, and boy, do you remember what I texted you when I got done watching this match, which was just an hour or so ago?
0: Uh, actually, it's uh, yeah, it wasn't even that long ago. It was uh, just finished. Fantastics Midnight. It was cray. It was so cray. So cray. Also, also today on Shake Them Ropes, a a detailed breakdown of whether or not the new Leave It to Beaver that was being advertised on this Clash of Champions would work on the WWE Network.
1: It was the Go. new Leave It to Beaver. <laughs> so, of course, what I did when uh, Eddie Haskell, the new Eddie Haskell, was on the screen is I had to Google the new Leave It to Beaver. Jerry Mathers <laughs> no. as Beaver. Wow, you watched more than just the match then. Okay. I watched more than just the match. I watched that. Then I watched Gary
0: Hart's interview. <laughs> did Did you watch their Chicago Street fight?
1: Who was no. Who who was the man that Gary Hart was with? Uh, Al Perez. The oh. Latin heartthrob, Al Perez. Okay, see, I thought it was Joey Ryan. <laughs> they had quite the similar look going and quite the similar stare into the camera going. And then I watched, yeah, I just watched all the cool graphics. I watched the revealing of the top 10 seeds. For the Crockett Memorial? In the Crockett Memorial, uh, Crockett Senior Memorial
0: now, Cup. Now, hold on. Did you watch the Dr. Death interview before the, the no. actual tag match? Oh, I my God. I started with the tag there's match. A, there's a reason why, A, Dr. Death went to Oklahoma instead of Stanford, and B, why he wasn't bigger. And, yeah. and, that, and that interview is one of the reasons.
1: <laughs> it was terrible. So we're going to talk match number 80, The Fantastics, The Midnight Express for the NWA US heavyweight tag team titles.
0: I believe uh, the United
1: States tag team titles, United States tag team titles. We're going to talk about that from the original clash of the champions, the NWA clash of the champions. Uh, We are going to talk about some NXT. A little. We're going to talk some Monday Night Raw. And we're going to talk about the King of the Ring, which happened tonight. Mm-hmm. We are recording this after the finals of the King of the Ring, because shake them ropes. We bring the newest, hottest topics to you weekly
0: yeah spoiler space kids if you haven't watched
1: (laughs) yeah and then we are going to do a full lengthy breakdown of the kentucky derby happening this saturday so full lengthy breakdown i think it's the first time in the last several years like usually by accident i know one of the horses that are in this race at least a week or so before i don't know a single name of any horse in this race and it's three days out is that just me yeah
0: well i mean i don't know any of them but i mean i've been to the kentucky derby it's
1: fine if you're listening out there tonight or wednesday because i still don't know any names of horses and i'm not going to look it up if you know any of the names of the horse i'm interested to see if anyone at shake them ropes on twitter knows any single name of any horse in this race on saturday or is it just going to be completely forgotten and overridden by the manny pacquiao floyd mayweather fight which i think it will be but Was Jim
0: Rome's horse one of the ones that was supposed to be entered into it and it broke its hip? I don't know. Okay, just checking. I don't know.
1: I don't know these things. I don't know anything about the horse racing. I know the Red Sox and the Yankees are on Saturday. I know there's NBA playoffs. There's NHL playoffs. Sorry, Kings. I know there's just a lot going on this weekend. A lot going on this weekend. Yes. But no wrestling this weekend. Nope. Because we had it last weekend with Extreme Rules. We had it yesterday with Monday Night Raw. We had it tonight with the King of the Ring. Let's go into this Monday Night Raw. Jeff, I watched the whole show today. Mm-hmm. Did not watch any of it last night. I kind of okay. did read some of the information about the King of the Ring. Because I wanted to see you know, who was in it. Who was going to be on the King of the Ring finals. But I watched it today. And again, we were questioning on our Extreme Rules post-show with Dylan Hales what the main event of payback would be. I know there was the commercial released that singled out Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, and Seth Rollins about two weeks ago. But again, commercials and ads really mean nothing that far out. But that's exactly what they did. They did not give us the Kane, Orton, Rollins three-way that we expected. They gave us Roman Reigns in the three-way. Were you a little bit surprised?
0: Oh, I was very surprised. I I was flabbergasted that they'd actually put Rollins and Orton in a match with Rollins and have no out for a patsy. I still think they may add Kane.
1: Kane could be maybe with two weeks in between. I'm not sure about that, but I'm so surprised because the main feud right now is Seth Rollins and Kane. Yeah. It's The main program. Are they waiting for like, God forbid, are they giving that to us at like SummerSlam? I mean, like, is that the one that they're going to hold out all summer on us?
0: I'll be honest with you, the the the, the guy that's and it, and this shocks me to say, but the guy who's weird being shoehorned in here is Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, this it's quickly like, again. It's like, yeah, I beat the giant, so I deserve another title shot.
1: Well, maybe he does. I mean, he has a point. He lost, you know he he lost the match at WrestleMania to an opponent who wasn't in the match.
0: No, I, I agree with that. That's fine. But I, so you know. quickly. But I mean, the reasoning, you know, maybe he, you know, show him pinning Seth at some point or something to that effect to make it more legitimate than I beat For someone the big show. Just the
1: big show. Right. But I'm, yeah, I'm just flabbergasted. so quickly. Like, it seems to me it's screaming out that payback is another transition pay-per-view just to get to the next one. Like, I don't think they're going to throw Roman Reigns the belt here. Do you? Because mm. he's the only one who has the possibility of winning this to me.
0: It. it it floors me that I don't Rollins. see any other reason to put Roman in this match at this time other than to do it. Otherwise, you're going to kind of kill some of his mystique, I think. Don't you? I mean, it seems a bit soon to throw him into a title shot well, it's without just, giving him the title.
1: It's so weird. You got two baby faces in this match in this triple threat. I mean, Seth Rollins is fighting the odds here.
0: I mean, I have no problem with that. I mean, Rollins can cut numerous promos about how he's the king of the triple threat. I think and- this
1: match will be great. Like oh, I yeah. think a hundred percent we're going to have a continued streak of Roman Reigns on pay per view singles matches. Like he has not had a bad one yet, mm-hmm. not a bad one it's, yet. Except it just, seem,
0: it just seems odd to me that, yeah. that this is that that, that Roman's going to be part of this. I
1: found it very odd that one Roman is a part of it. I find <laughs> it very odd what they're going to do because it screams to me a transition pay per view again. You have the i quit with John Cena and Rusev, which mm-hmm. I mean, we still don't know what's going to happen. Like I would so hope. But Rusev wins, but everything is screaming in the other direction.
0: Yeah, i I liked I liked Dylan's call, though. The more I think about it, the more this abusing Lana thing is going to be a a swerve, and he'll threaten Lana, and John will quit for the honor of a woman, which is just ridiculous. I agree, but you know that's what it is. I mean, I'm I'm. Part of that triple threat is I'm convinced now democracy doesn't work in any ways because it's just it's just a ridiculous you can have Orton, you can have Roman, or you can have both. Who's not voting for both? Who's going you know? Twenty two percent didn't. You know, I can have pizza, tacos, or pizza and tacos. I I just want one.
1: I choose pizza. I choose only pizza. (laughs) I mean if the if the you know poll was two pizzas, two tacos or one pizza and one taco, choosing two pizzas. Sorry. Now
0: here here's where it gets lame. If Kane's the decider of who wins,
1: it's just Kane's you know, gonna be like the just, ref, right?
0: Yeah, something or he's or he's interfering. It's I mean, it's just nobody cares at this point. I'm the biggest but Kane fan there is. I like him. I like what he does. I just don't if if you want to make him a player. Make him a player. If no, not this story is
1: so off. ridiculous. I'm tired of for two months in a row now putting Kane in a position to help Rollins for him to only chokeslam him and then eventually help him anyway.
0: I I Move don't on. understand. I don't understand why he was in this opening promo. Move. I gotta be honest with you. Didn't he chokeslam him just the other night? He
1: chokeslammed him, but he did help him win at the end. Eh. You know? He was helping him win. So he's part of the team. But Seth Rollins is this idiot who keeps going, you know, trusting Kane. Trusting Kane, of all people. I I don't like this whole story. I, it's one of those, it's the summer story that we have that's making no sense. That's just going nowhere. And God forbid if you were still putting these pay-per-views on traditional pay-per-view, can you imagine the outrage of having these finishes that we've had outside of WrestleMania? <laughs> And you're going to have another pay-per-view that's a transition. Everything screams to be an extra three-hour Raw every week until you get to the big shows. And there's really only three of those.
0: Yeah, and and most of those are wrapped around special attractions and not the guys
1: on your roster. Like, I'm begging for Money in the Bank to show up because at least then we know we're going to get a couple of good matches and at least the story for the rest of the year. Like, we'll get the next briefcase holder so we have something to look forward to.
0: I know the story, I think. That's why they put Roman in this match.
1: Cuz Roman's going to
0: lose this and win money in the bank.
1: Well, that's just dumber.
0: I think I might be wrong. I'm I'm happy to be wrong.
1: I I, I just don't know what you're going to do with this. Like I guess we might see something over the next 2 weeks with Roman Reigns to see what they're going to do, but like I could either see Seth Rollins winning by some craziness or Roman Reigns winning. But then what I mean, that just defeats the whole last 2 months we've had. I agree. Like I, I'm fine for you know seeing something cool happen. I want to see something cool happen. I would just, I almost would rather watch. Dylan said it on Sunday. I think pe- some people scoffed. I want to see Seth Rollins and Kane, so at least it can end, and you get the story that is happening right now. Like even yeah. if it's not for a title, get a Kane Seth Rollins match in there.
0: Yeah, you have uh, you have these feuds with no closure, and then you just kind of move on to something else. It's it's a very it's it's not just. It's not just isolated on Kane and Seth, but it feels like it is. I mean, it's like we never had real closure to the Seth Ambrose feud, to be honest with you, because we had, you know,
1: (laughs) magic lamps and holograms. We never had closure to that one. We haven't had real closure to Randy Orton yet. It looks like we might be getting there. But now with Roman Reigns going in, now with the Kane story already started, we're not going to get closure with that. It doesn't. We've, mean, never had We've never
0: had closure on a Daniel Bryan storyline. We We've never had closure. We don't get anything.
1: We don't have that blow off where you go, okay, that's the end of the feud. Let's move on. I feel kind of negative on myself because, like, like sometimes I mean, we you, want long standing stories to happen, and they're trying this long standing story with Kane. But usually, you want a long form story to have twists and turns, and at least something progressing it. Right now, the same thing keeps happening with Kane and Rollins. There's nothing progressing. It's the same thing week after week after week.
0: It's 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 very formulaic, I will agree.
1: I mean, it's less than formula. At least formula means there's, you know, this plus that minus this. This formula is Seth Rollins plus Kane. Dot, dot, dot. And well, continue it's,
0: it. It's Seth Rollins and everybody else with Kane in the background and everybody's supposed to think, oh, what's he going to do this week? And I'm just like, I don't, Kane's going to act nice and then explode and then go back to acting nice. It's It's not a... You
1: know, whatever. Go back to acting nice. Uh,
0: the bellows were baby faces. I've been saying that for two weeks, and everybody's like, "No, they're not." I'm
1: like, "Yeah, they're baby faces." Bells are flat out baby faces. There was no turn. They're just baby faces now, kinda, mm-hmm. because they still, you know, do the cheating to win stuff. They
0: got out healed by someone, so therefore
1: they're their faces. And right. Naomi is the heel that Naomi as a heel could have been a crazy good heel. Yeah, just, I agree. You have to put some time into it because there's yeah, a traditional. They're... Not a traditional story, but there's a real logical story mm-hmm. to Naomi Turning. Instead, she just came out one week and was bad.
0: Well, I mean, again, if you're not one of the two or three top people, they don't really put a lot of forethought into your story. I mean, there, there, this, this King of the Ring thing, there's a, there's a certain logical disconnect in that, too. But we'll, well get to
1: it. Let's get, I mean, is there anything else on Raw outside of the King of the Ring that we really have to get into?
0: Well, this this will go into King of the Ring. But if you're going to relaunch Damien Sandow.
1: Oh, yeah, Damien Sandow. Oh, I love that segment. Are you being sarcastic? Oh, no. I love the Axel. I mean, there were at points there where I was, like, cringing because it seemed like it was dying very badly. It did die it. very
0: badly. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. it for what it was. I was hoping they were going to become a tag team. Sandow, I was hoping oh, no. they were going to become a
1: tag team. Sandow coming out here is the sincere, you know, guy that's just talking to his people. I think, I mean, the worst part to me was, yes, he was doing the mimicking of the lines of Curtis Axel, but outside of that, the rest of it was, you know, he, he got one over on this nothing bad guy. So at least he gets one over on somebody. He's not a baby face out there getting one up to himself. Came out there street clothes. He's Damien Sandow. You know what he is now. He apologized basically for his heel behavior saying it was just him, you know, in a wrong state of mind apologize for the entertaining gimmicks he had because he it was the wrong way to entertain. Like I have no feelings to what they're going to do with Sandow cuz he's just going to be in the low level mid card guy most likely. But um, you know what? I'm fine with at least there's some direction in the character.
0: Okay, but you had a natural thing where you're going to do something with somebody called the King of the Ring. And yeah. you have a guy here in search of something, Let, let's let's combine that chocolate and peanut butter and make a Reesey cup of King Damien Sandow. Recy. I mean that that, <laughs> that just seems because now he's he's I'm Damian Sandow. He's
1: Damian Sandow. Boring guy. Uh, he's not boring guy.
0: He's, he's sincere, sincere guy. Because, well, I mean his whole promo was about being entertaining, so now he's going to be boring. That's the way they do this type of stuff. So, and we didn't get the uh, we didn't get the. Uh, the horatio alger story of heath slater that rags the riches us title win heath slater just,
1: still comes out to the three man band song
0: and he's still the greatest i he's love it absolutely
1: they need i mean i understand you don't need to invest much in heath slater and they don't want to right now but maybe give him his old song back that makes sense because he's not in a three man band two of them are fired and his have been for was- a year
0: his promo was great. His promos I liked are it.
1: always great. He Slater is that guy. Yeah. Entertaining every time he's on TV. Whether it's there's a, in guy a match who or not. used, There's a guy who could have used a King of
0: the Ring push. Oh
1: God. Now we're just giving everyone a King of the Ring. Jeff.
0: Well, I'll explain why here, because now we're gonna get into it. These these King of the Ring promos were dreadful. Well, and yeah. there's and there's two ways to do King of the Ring. You, you either do it as it's a one it's a one or two-night tournament. And and the guy then gets tough guy credibility. Or he becomes a wacky mid-card geek character. And we haven't had anything serious come out of this King of the Ring in so long. And it's just, Wade Barrett's already a geek. He's a geek losing in a quote-unquote legitimate feud with Daniel Bryan week after week after week. Now he's the king. And instead of being a credible tough guy, he's I'm gonna rule with an iron fist in my magical land of Narnia or well, whatever the hell it is. And i I hate those promos. I hate those I'm gonna rule. I'm gonna rule the only one that was really any good was Dean Ambrose's, where he's like, I don't want a tax on ale, which I'm like, I'm all yeah. for that.
1: But no, that was you pretty know, lame too. They were all lame. I mean
0: I mean, oh, and and you know, our truth is borderline racist. I'll say it. Not borderline. You think full-on prejudiced racist? God, yes. Step and
1: fetch it? Yeah, I agree. But I'm trying to be optimistic, out, I guess. Out of Raw, we had R-Truth, Neville, Bad News Barrett, and Sheamus as mm-hmm. the final four in the King of the Ring. The King of the Ring took place tonight, Tuesday night, on WWE Network in the old main event time slot. You had Neville going up against Sheamus. You had Bad News Barrett going up against R-Truth. The Bad News Barrett-R-Truth match was effectively a squash. It was a short Mid card level raw, Barrett showcase. Barrett gets the win with the bullhammer. Not much to it, and he goes on to the finals, and would end up being an all English final as Neville took care of Sheamus with the help of Dolph Ziggler. I like this segment with Neville and Sheamus because I thought the match was all right. I did too. I, I liked
0: it. I liked. I liked yeah. that they got Sheamus. I liked that they got Sheamus away from this because I know you had You had originally tweeted that you thought he was going to win. He win. I but, thought, I'm, but but it keeps him. As a, I mean, you can now build, especially after the ending tonight, you can build this Seamus Dolph feud as a blood feud and as something yeah. serious, and keep Sheamus as, on his on the trajectory where I think they want him to be a main event heel again. I I enjoyed that match. I enjoyed, um, <laughs> I liked the blood. I'll say it. I geeked out for the blood a bit, um, and then and then the final match I thought was pretty good too. I thought I liked Barrett Neville. I like the segment.
1: I like the segment with Neville and Sheamus one because yes, you got Neville the win there against a, someone who the fans do seem as a credible guy. They see Sheamus yeah. as a incredible big, yeah, and big you guy. Have, you have Sheamus taken out of that, continuing the feud with Dolph Ziggler. So you have some progression there. Hooray, progression! And it's a Tuesday night on the WWE Network. I mean, this is what you use that for. You have some. You know, live entertaining matches that mean something, but you progress stories like this isn't what you should be doing on pay-per-view, you know, sacrificing every finish on a pay-per-view to progress a story to sacrifice the finishes on the next pay-per-view until you finally want to give someone a win, which will come a year from now at WrestleMania. I mean, this is exactly the right use. You had Barrett, you had Neville, uh, not quite as great as their pay-per-view pre-show match on Extreme Rules just because... They weren't given, you know, that much time. They might have been given the same amount of time. I don't really recall. I didn't keep track, but it what didn't quite ever get to that level, but it was an entertaining match mm-hmm. and you know, the finish was pretty cool. Neville goes for the red arrow, misses it, turns around right into the bull hammer and bad news. Barrett gets a big win because the crowd now seems they see Neville as somewhat of a credible guy. They get excited for Neville. And Bad News Barrett is one of these guys that just his entire career, I mean, he's a five-time Intercontinental Champion, so they give him belts, you know, not that it meant everything. But this is a guy who gets sneaky pushes sometimes. Like, his crowd reactions definitely outweigh the pushes he's received. But he, among the mid-carders, has been given this character that seems more serious than almost everyone else, and the crowd responds to that.
0: It's so odd, because it started out as a comedy gimmick, too. Um yeah.
1: But they buy him. I, I, his, he's great on TV. He can speak yeah. so well.
0: Yeah. I mean, they saw something in him early with the Nexus. Yeah. Thing, oh, yeah. And they just never capitalize on yeah. I don't know if I've, ever, if I've ever seen it. If I have, I've commented on it. I loved that slingshot backbreaker that he pulled out in this match where he bounced Neville off the top rope and put him into the back and yeah. dropped him against the knee. I thought that was great. He's got a great move set. Yeah. I mean, it's a credible power move set as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's just <laughs> ragdolling Neville around. He's got the winds of change where he just, you know, throws him every which way. But here's the
0: thing he has that credibility, and then now they're going to give him this goofy. They're going to make him act like a goof.
1: Because, you know, the original
0: King of the King, the, the Harley Racing, which this floors me. It was a rib on Harley Race.
1: Well, whether that was true or not, right now with Bad News Barrett. Okay. It doesn't matter like this is a guy who's a bad guy this is a guy who takes what he does seriously i don't know if he's going to be goofy king i think he's going to be king king and i'm interested in seeing i'm not going to poo poo this and go negative out of the gate
0: i'm not going negative out of the gate Okay, i just just want to know you can
1: yeah Yeah, i know based on history you can but with this i think it could be a little bit different i'm interested in seeing where it goes they may not even, I mean, maybe he comes out on Raw with the cape and all that stuff and, you know, the crown, the scepter, whatever the deal is, and maybe that's it. Maybe it's one and done for that week, and then he's just back to being bad news Barrett and everything moves on. I don't know.
0: Yeah, they usually, what they do is they do it for a couple of weeks. Like, with, I remember with Owen, they did this, and except for, like, Booker. Well, Sheamus and Booker. They they, they tend to dr- they drop it after a couple of weeks. They call King
1: Sheamus Sheamus until, I believe, he got hurt again.
0: Because it's stupid, but you know, I mean, really if green
1: if, felt cape,
0: if if, if had just thrown the cape and, and crown away and goes, look, I'm the king, you know, cut some sort of badass promo because they never made like Austin cut that. I mean, they could have really rebuilt the character. I think. I think the other thing they did really well. I think they built up Neville. Um, yeah, no, I like
1: through, what they've through, through, done with Neville through, through
0: through the uh, well through the commentary and through the interviews where it's like I was the longest reigning NXT champ. I'm the most decorated NXT champ. They kept talking about his accolades and yeah. what he's done as opposed to, you know, with the exception of the couple times where JBL, or I think even the King did, you know, where they comment on his appearance, mm-hmm. which shut up. Yeah, he's short and he's he's not the most cosmetically pleasing fellow in the world, but don't point that out. Don't point out his weaknesses when you're building up his strengths. Keep him strong and, but you know, they do what they do. But, I mean, I, I, I applauded the mo- most, about 90% of what they did with Neville tonight. I, I, like I thought they, they really did.
1: I, I think it's outperformed what a lot of people thought it would in the first month with Neville. I know a lot of people were scared. I mean, remember when that Mighty Mouse rumor took hold and people thought that was actually happening? Yeah. I, yeah they gave him the cape.
0: The cape's still stupid. <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's a ring
1: jacket. He only wears it for a few jacket. steps, I, yeah. and then he throws yeah. it off. Like
0: I, well, I mean, it's it's much better than my fear, which was he's going to wear it during the match at some point. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah, I'll compromise. I'll sometimes compromise you got to not be afraid. My, yeah. Some, and so yeah, and sometimes you have to. You can't get everything you want, so you got to be happy with what you get. Right. Yeah. Right. And I also, you know, uh, just for the broadcast from mm-hmm. that perspective, I I thought the uh, Vern Gagne.
1: Tribute was touching. Did a tribute to Vern Gagne, who passed away last night. Yeah. My,
0: my my joke is Vince McMahon's already outbid on his cemetery plot and took it away from him just as one last gotcha. It's but a horrible joke. It's a great joke if you know the history of what Vince did to
1: Nope. I'm suspending you. I turn your mic off. I'm suspending you for two seconds on Shake Them Ropes for that horrible joke. And you're oh. back. Okay, you're back. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's a new power I've just discovered. That I can suspend you because I control the buttons. You can't do nothing to me. All right. Yeah. New power for new power for Rob. Um. So the King of the Ring. Bad news, Barrett's your winner. Yes. Coming out, we have two more weeks until Payback. We have two more Raws to get through until Payback. We have what? Two matches. We have Rusev's uh, I Quit match with John Cena. We have the mm-hmm. main event Triple Threat. And we most likely will see a Dolph Ziggler-Sheamus rematch. We have to figure, right?
0: Ryback and uh, Bray. Ryback and Bray. That happened. A woman's title
1: match of some kind. Not Probably a
0: Naomi rematch.
1: Probably a Naomi rematch or maybe, you know, maybe a triple threat. Maybe a tag team match. Maybe Naomi finds a partner. I don't know. Okay. Uh, But uh, that's basically, what else can you fill this guy with? Luke Harper and who? Anyone? No? A tag team Uh title rematch?
0: Oh, well, They may do Luke and Dean again.
1: Dean's got to find something to do. Luke's yeah. got to find something to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A U.S. New, title oh, situation? New, new Day, Cesaro, uh, it, whatever, maybe that four-way tag. Maybe a four-way tag or just a tag title rematch, something like that. Because they could do the tag title rematch. Let's face it, there's two Raws from now. I think they can fill those two Raws with kind of, you know. Boy, that was an anticlimactic match, wasn't it? Tyson Kidd? The
0: 22nd Tyson Kidd Big A match.
1: Hey, Biggie's a big, strong man. Tyson Kidd's a short, small Canadian.
0: Okay. I just found that disappointing. I mean, it on is. A, on a three-hour show, you're going to give that much time to those two.
1: Okay. There was some weird timing things about... Well, you got to give one hour of TV time to Kane and Seth Rollins, so... I mean, what are you expecting? They got one hour of TV time. 40 <laughs> minutes of on-screen time. Effectively, an hour of TV time with Seth Rollins... And Kane on last night's Raw. Yeah. One hour. Remember the Attitude Era Raws when it would be, you know, a whole lot of Rock and a whole lot of Austin spread out throughout the show? Like, Rock would have two matches on a Raw and a segment with a third, like, random dude. The night, the night Chris Jericho debuted on Monday Night Raw, he had Chris Jericho coming out to cut the promo on The Rock. Then he wrestled, like, Big Show on the show. And he did something else, like, in the first segment, I believe, to set up the coming out to be interrupted by chris jericho but now our big stars are seth rollins and kane and i'm all for trying to build up seth rollins into a big star kane kane's boat has kind of you know sailed across the world a few times it left the dock 15 years ago and it's been sailing ever since and we keep trying to just bring it right back into that dock i don't know um mxt i know you wanted to talk about this three-way women's number one contendership match with bailey charlotte and miss becky lynch i enjoyed this match quite a bit that is the goal right
0: well it's yeah well it's so weird just understanding me and my sports proclivities that the nxt women's division is my favorite thing in the in in the wwe right now and I can't it's explain it because I'm, I'm not a huge fan of women's sports, even though, you know, I respect the athleticism of women, et cetera. Standard disclaimer, I went to a school where women's basketball was a top, you know, they were challenging for the championship every year against UConn and Stanford when I went to UVA but, and, and UConn, Tennessee, whatever. But just every match, A, they have solid characters. Everybody in the women's division with the exception of Dana Brooke <laughs> she's great. As, she's, she's not, but she's okay. awesome.
1: Dana Brooke, awesome. That Top star segment. to come. She could be the next Trish Stratus. Yeah, I said. That, it.
0: that interview segment was cringeworthy, and I don't know. That interviewer just needs to finally snap because I'm tired of watching her get abused and be stupid. Her putting um, down
1: Devin. Oh, Dana Devin. Brooke. I'll yeah. say it again for those who might have missed it. Dana Brooke, the next Trish Stratus. Go for it. You know what I want to do. You said the NXT women's division is one of your favorite things in WWE. I did not really is I. We didn't talk about this. This is not something we had planned. Okay. I want to know what your top three things right now in WWE are. Do you have a top? Can you think of a top three? Like what right now in WWE? From NXT, from WWE, from any person on the roster to any program, any storyline, any division. Like, what would your top three things be? And I'm trying to think of what mine would be right now too. And that,
0: uh, the the NXT women's division, especially the top four right. in there, yeah, is number one. Okay, with without without a doubt, okay. um, Owens and Zane. yeah, and NXT would probably be number two. Yeah, and then I'll admit number three is probably Seth Rollins. Okay, I enjoy watching him. Because I think he's phenomenal, and I think he's taking a lot of crap and making it great. Off the top of my head, that's my top three.
1: My top three. I'm gonna put the top, uh, the top men in the NXT division. So you got Owen, Zayn, uh, what they're doing with Finn Balor, Hideo Itami, Tyson, or uh, Tyler Breeze. Like okay. what they're doing with the NXT men would be my top thing right now. Okay. I'm very interested in the women's division. Absolutely. With Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks, this would probably be number four. So it's going to miss the cut for me because the women's division was super full when you had Charlotte involved. Now she's just kind of there like waiting yeah. for the next thing with her, but she's not really a top player anymore. Uh, Bailey's way out of the top division. I'm super high on what Dana Brooke could be. I'm just hoping she does progress and reach, you know, up there in potential She's not there now. I mean, let's be real. I could love what Dana Brooke could be and realize that she's not anything yet. Okay. I can realize that, and most others should too. But she has potential out there. Um, NXT, the top men in the division. The U.S. title open challenge is something that I really enjoy just because I think it's going to give us top matches. Obviously, it didn't on Raw because it turned out to just be a segment for Rusev. And if that's yeah. what it ends up being for the next couple of weeks and John Cena wins and he goes back to the Open Challenges, awesome. I love okay. it. If Rusev wins the title, I love it because that means he won the I Quit match. No matter which way. I would hope if he's going to end up winning that match and winning the John Cena feud somehow, that he at least clean, you know, makes him tap one time. But that never happens. No one makes John Cena tap. Uh, number three right now would be the rise of Roman Reigns still. And the little stop-start push of Roman Reigns. Because they did the smart thing of putting him you know, fourth on the card with a Big Show feud. You know, someone that the crowd mm-hmm. does not like. He's a top heel right now. And you put Roman Reigns in there and he can beat Big Show. And kind of build up a little momentum with Roman Reigns again. To where the crowd naturally and uh, logically, whatever you want to say, organically is what I wanted to say. Where they organically get behind Roman Reigns again. Like that's All what right. I wanted to see. Now, it's taking a hit here because he's in the main event all of a sudden again. Mm -hmm. But you go back to that poll that happened on WWE Raw, the WWE app poll. Choose the opponent for Seth Rollins. The options, as you mentioned, were Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, or Roman and Randy Orton. 15% of the people chose Seth Rollins to defend his title against Roman Reigns in a solo. That was double the amount of people that picked Randy Orton to get the solo match. So, other the people who didn't want to see a three-way, the people wanted to see Roman Reigns in this match. 93% mm-hmm. of people voting wanted to see Roman Reigns in the title match. 93. So, I think there's something to that. I think people were getting behind Roman Reigns again. So, that's... And then number four would be the NXT women. Like, the NXT takes two of the top four spots in interest to me right now. I want WWE to start getting my interest back. It's just not there.
0: Yeah, I, and... This is a long way to get to this point. Every match I watch that's at the top of the NXT women's division is different in some way, in some storytelling way, and it and it just it keeps my mind because you know how you watch Raw week after week after week, and, all, and a lot of these matches seem like they're the same match. Again, here's where they get to this spot. Here's where they get to this spot.
2: Yeah,
0: You know, he, he, as I like to call it, the Eagles' greatest hits. Here's where they're going to play Hotel California. Here's where they're going to play Life in the Fast Lane. Mm-hmm. Every match that the women lay out is different no matter if it's a two two person, three person, fatal four-way, what have you. So and and because the characters are so solid both in and out of the ring, it's a compelling product. So, I mean, and and I thought I thought the Becky pin on Bailey was quite clever. And uh I'm looking forward to <laughs> the interaction between Sasha and Becky was fantastic, I thought.
1: Yeah. Disgusting. She pulled out the disgusting, which people—I mean, there was a Vine that hit Twitter and oh, that vine.
0: abused me to no end, and and I'm looking forward to their match. I'm I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping they click.
1: Yeah, that that Vine had seventy thousand views. Did of, it send it send it to me? I'll try to find it. Seventy thousand views as of yesterday. So who knows how it exploded now? Of Becky Lynch, you know, saying that the title looks disgusting around her waist in a thick Irish accent. And Sasha Banks making fun of it. But the best (laughs) part is Becky Lynch just kept going with her words and kind of laughed as Sasha's making fun of her because she's not like, if that's the best you got, I'm going to beat you. The best you have is making fun of the way I talk. That version of the the corpsing was
0: fine. Yeah, that part was fine. Charlotte, once again, smiling after the pin. I just kind of went. There was no corpsing there.
1: Sasha Banks. Or Becky Lynch continued. It was like a real conversation. She's getting made fun of. She's going to keep delivering her line, but she didn't deliver it in a way that was like, I'm going to read this no matter what.
0: Right. Yeah, it didn't break her uh, as opposed to that aftermath of the Charlotte uh, of the three-way where Charlotte's just grinning. I'm just like, what are you doing? But there's a lot (laughs) of
1: I mean, May 20th is the next NXT special. The first episode of the new tapings is going to air Wednesday night. So some of you may have already listened to the show. Some of you may not have listened to the show yet when the Wednesday show will air. Uh, They'll build up to the May 20th takeover special, which, you know, no spoilers here. It looks as if we're getting Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the title again. And you're going to get Becky Lynch now and Sasha Banks for the NXT Women's Title. The tag team titles with Blake and Murphy and Enzo and Cass have been built up forever, so that's going to be a match on that show. And then we'll find out what's going to happen with Finn Balor, Hideo Itami, Tyler Breeze, some of the other big names on the roster. Uh, I need to ask you something before we end end this NXT discussion. What's up? Um, just just watching this show.
0: So, Alex Riley.
1: Alex, Alex Riley? Riley
0: has that Alex Riley has that Billy Gunn quality where he's much. Bigger and more agile for his size than you'd think he is. Gigantic. He's agile. And I just don't. What do you do with him now?
1: Fucking give him the title is what you do with him. No, you don't give the title. I'm not talking the NXT title.
0: Give him the world title. US Open. US Open. No. US Title Open Challenge.
1: Give him that. That would be badass, by the way. Alex (laughs) Riley against longtime personal tormentor John Cena. No, I'm saying. You want, you no, want to know, seriously, no, no, no bit. No. What, what do you want to, do you, you want, want to, to know the first him? person to beat Brock? Oh. a Alex Riley is a big, huge dude. I was thinking about this last night when watching Raw. Like, how is it in a Did world? He, he should, he should have been the man to break the streak. No. Is that what you're telling how me? How is it in a world where Vince McMahon loves these jacked up bodybuilder types, no matter the personality, he just likes the look that Alex Riley fell through the crock or the cracks I know it was John Cena's <laughs> fault. Fell through the Crocs. Luke Harper.
0: Wait, 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 wait. wait. R- remind me of the John Cena story, just because I can't remember. I know he got the DUI, and they were pissing oh, he got the about DUI. That.
1: But it's been a long-standing rumor, and Alex Riley backs it up whenever someone mentions it to him, is John Cena is not the biggest fan of Alex Riley? most likely right. from something they did when working with The Miz. And if yeah. you're not going to get on the good side of John Cena, you're going to be buried for a while. I, mean, I, like, I like the idea, and this wasn't mine but I read
0: it somewhere of repackaging Riley and Jack Swagger as some sort of varsity club type thing. I think that'd be it. You can
1: do a tag team with them. That would work too, because I mean, that was Alex Riley's original gimmick, but the point I was making
0: swagger ads. Go ahead.
1: How does Alex Riley fall through the cracks? How does Luke Harper, who is this giant dude with personality, which they're not really using all of it right now, but giant dude with an interesting look and can work and can do everything. How are these guys not ahead of where they are? Say what you will about Alex Riley. Alex Riley has a personality. He can talk. He shows fire. He shows fun. He was great as the Mrs. Sidekick. He was great in NXT. He was the best part of NXT Season 1. You can you know want Daniel Bryan to be as great as you want him to be, and you can think he was great in Season 1. Alex Riley was the best part of NXT Season 1. Just was. Lack of vision. That's all I can think of, I mean, in terms of
0: not allowing writers to go out there and write things for anybody other than the guys you care about. That's the only, I mean, you have 20 some odd writers, let them, let them rehab some of these guys, let them come up with stories and storylines and and things of that nature and, and stop. Stop the McDonald's of this product. That's all I can think of. There has to be some outside the box thinking here. And it's not coming. And 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 people fear for their jobs to recommend ideas that are outside of the box. So it's all, you know, it's all in one system that's eating itself up. That's the There's, only thing I can think of.
1: There are people screaming at their computers right now that Alex Riley wasn't in season one, and I heard you all the way here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. He was on season two. Everything yes. still stands. He was on season two. He was the best part of season two. As okay. much as you want Caval to be as good as Caval can be, Alex Riley <laughs> was the best part of season two. Well,
0: look what they did with Caval. I mean, they gave him Lay Cool and they made him a, a geek.
1: Yeah. That's lack
0: of vision, too. I mean...
1: I love this, because uh, I love show... Luke
0: Harper, though. Luke Harper is one of my favorite guys. A while. He, that may be on my top three, actually.
1: Yeah.
0: Ahead of Ron. Since you did four, he'll be my number four. Luke Harper is my number four.
1: Luke Harper's great. But I just can't understand, and you know, people get on me on Twitter for praising Alex Riley's commentary. He was really good before they fed him the Jerry Lawler role of being the heel, no matter what. He was good. Yeah. On no, that I show. agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Alex Riley is a wrestler, is not the best ring technician. He's certainly good enough to be a top guy in WWE ring wise. He can have good matches. He's had good matches and good brawls. He brought. He may be the only guy outside of Sammy Zayn who can bring the most realistic intensity with Kevin Owens in a brawl. In NXT, I, I agree.
0: and brawling helps. And uh, I just actually, actually, one other note. You know, the commentary was pretty good this week with Brennan and, and Graves. Graves had the Graves's line. There, there's something, something I love about the the quote unquote feud between Corey Graves and Becky Lynch. Yeah, it's <laughs> where, interesting, right? That 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 line where he goes. He, she called me a hipster, yeah. and I nearly spilled my craft beer all over right. myself. Right. That's a legit funny line. Yeah. I mean, that, that cracked was good me stuff. up. A
1: good when he's being a real person, he's not bad. He's just not a real yeah. person a lot.
0: Yeah, and right, I mean, that was a Heenan esque type of move. And, and Riley showed flashes of that. Right? Before. But then again, everybody <laughs> yes. has done that. Everybody's that. Like, Matt but
1: Stryker did that before they got to him. I want people. You know, when I say something praising Alex Riley, I'm not being facetious, and it not it shouldn't be scoffed at. If you actually watch Alex Riley in NXT, if you actually watched what he did on WWE TV, uh, when he wasn't just the Mrs. Goofball, Alex could Riley jump, could have jump. been a player. And the last three years were wasted with Alex Riley.
0: He's he's, he's he could be a modern day Billy Gunn. And he has that size, and he has the agility.
1: And this guy wants to be something because right now he's in NXT you know, trying to prove that he belongs in the main roster. He could have given up after John Cena buried him to a level where he could only commentate. Right. This guy wants to be a wrestler. Why are we, you know, why do some people keep repeating the line that Alex Riley sucks and Alex Riley is a joke? This guy wants to be a wrestler just as much as Kevin Owens does, as much as Sami Zayn does. Why is it just because he wasn't an indie darling? Are we trashing Alex Riley's dreams?
0: Because we've seen him. And it's one of those familiarity breeds contempt type of things. Yeah, I I would
1: just, I want the best for Alex Riley. I think he's better than what he is, has been given, but it is time. Well, before it's time, I want to make mention, we do this TV show. I mean, Mm -hmm. we call it the podcast on video, but unlike other podcasts that are on video that use Google Hangouts, you know, the free, and you don't really know where the camera's going or, you know, podcasts that are put up on YouTube in just the audio format, We do a multi-camera shoot. We shoot a TV show every week, Jeff Hawkins. Mm. And I'm not trying to do that to put us over by any means. I just want to let the listeners on audio know who think that every time we promote the YouTube show that we're just promoting the fact that our audio podcast is on YouTube. No, we do a TV show.
0: Yes, you can can see my nasty looks towards people. On You can
1: see Jeff. (laughs) You can see me. We have, you know, not the best graphics by any means, but we have a little graphics there. Like, if you are... Sitting on the couch and you have an Apple TV or a Roku and you're not listening to podcasts but you have nothing to watch on TV, you can go to the YouTube channel. You can subscribe to Voices of Wrestling on YouTube. It's youtube.com slash Voices of Wrestling. And you could watch us on your TV instead of listening to us on your phone later or when you're not so busy. If you just want to hang out on the couch and watch us talk and while you're doing something else, whether it's playing you know, games on your phone or whatever the case may be, you can do that. YouTube.com slash Voices Wrestling. Subscribe. You get our shows every week. This show, as long as my iPhone is recording, which I can't see because it's facing the other way, as long as it's recording, we will be on YouTube in TV form uh, tomorrow, actually. Tomorrow afternoon. So I wanted to remind those who have listened to us blabber on about YouTube for short periods of time and thought it was just the audio podcast. No. Jeff and Rob on TV. Yeah, Jeff is excited. Uh, but speaking of on TV, back in the 80s, on TBS, the Fantastics fought the Midnight Express for the NWA U.S. tag team titles at the very first Clash of the Champions. It is match number 80 on our top 100 matches to see on WWE Network before you die, the WWE.com countdown. This is match number 80, the Fantastics, the Midnight Express. I watched this on the WWE Network. Randy Pee Wee Anderson is the referee. You got. Stan Lane, Bobby Eaton, two other
0: guys. Bobby, are... Fulton and Bobby Fulton, Bobby Fulton, Tommy Rogers. Yes, Tommy
1: Rogers, and Bobby Fulton. As I'm staring blankly at the page where I have my notes. That's
0: quite all right. But this match, this is, this, this, well, was, this match t- was yeah. crazy. Go ahead uh-huh. and take it. Well, I, hold on. I'm going to ask you for your opinion in a moment because okay. this is this date is very important in my wrestling upbringing because. Okay. This is one of the better days in my fandom, as I recall, because the Clash of the Champions, which I believe was March 27th of 1988,
1: 1988,
0: the same day as WrestleMania four, which was the first WWF pay-per-view or first WrestleMania, at least that I could get on pay-per-view. So I had, I had a good 10 people over at my house that day, mostly my brother's friends. Jeff Hawkins
1: popular. We or had his brother popular.
0: Well, my brother was very popular. Okay. Not so much. But uh but we we watched WrestleMania 4 while we were VHSing Clash of the Champions. And then after WrestleMania was over, we popped on Clash of the Champions. So it was an all-day wrestling geek fest. Yeah. And it was Sounds it was a, oh, it was a hell of a time. And I I'm I'm the, I'm the NWA guy in the family. So mm-hmm. I mean, I I I love Clash of the Champions. Um what did you think of this match? Because Old Man Hawkins can come out Old oh mid-card tag team feuds. I love them. I love them all. I love the Midnight Express. I love the Fantastics. I love the Rock and Roll Express. I love the Sheep Herders. I love the Varsity Club. I love all those guys. What did well, you think? Had you ever seen this match before? I never saw
1: it. i never seen okay. the original Clash of the Champions.
0: Oh, really?
1: I haven't. No, wow. I take the back. I've seen Flair and Sting. Okay. But as far as the whole show, no. I've never seen the whole show.
0: It's worth a watch.
1: This, Just for, for If you only watch this match in isolation, mm-hmm. you would have thought that it could easily be like the main event of the show, the way the crowd was reacting. This crowd was loving it. Jim Cornette's at ringside. People are hating on the Midnight Express.
0: This, The Clash of the Champions happened in Greensboro. Greensboro which, North. Which, for, for those who have watched um, the Crockett documentary, as I have uh, numerous times, Greensboro was the hub. Of the NWA Mid Atlantic area, and once they took these types of uh, shows out of Greensboro, it was really a death now. But yes, this crowd was hot. Yeah, they this were. this announcing team was hot. You had Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone on the call, which some people like that. Some people like the typical color guy, play by play guy. I always dig. Kind of the two play by play guys, they were? Sweet, sweetening it up for each other. Because I always, I always, I like Ross and Cottle when they're together as well. Yeah. I mean, Bob, Bob Cottle, you know, he's your grandpa, but but I love listening to him add whatever he adds to to a broadcast. But Shivani's kind of high pitched tenor, very excitable when he's calling a sport, and Jim Ross just, I always <laughs> like WCW Jim Ross more than WWE Jim Ross. And he was on point here, just being excited and being angry at times. And and yeah, I I love, I love everything
1: about this it, match. So it didn't late in the match. It was almost as if like Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross were trying to out excite each other. Mm-hmm. Like Tony Schiavone would get louder. And then Jim Ross would come over at the top, even louder. And then Tony would get louder. And Jim Ross was screaming at the top of his lungs as if like this guy was going to fall down and croak. If he wouldn't just stop, like the blood vessels were going all over the place. They were trying to outdo each other. It was awesome. The crowd, of course, is going wild from the very get go.
0: Yes, because this match, despite it being a tag team match, is a fight. It was it a, is fight. a it is a fight. They brought wrestling the gate. moves Roll almost to an ECW type of level, because you have chairs yep. and tables being thrown around and and just bodies flying everywhere, and it's awesome. All I love I, the place. I, I the, they could they use i mean it's the same match you see out of the Midnight Express every time, but the fighting aspect of it makes it different, and you can watch these types of things fifteen times, and it feels like they're actually angry at each other, and then the crowd feeds off of that, and the announcers feed off of that, and it's just a perfect storm of of awesomeness. I love Some it,
1: awesomeness, yeah yes. Yeah, so, I mean, they're brawling, and Tony Giovanni is talking about how, you know, weapons are in play, and they're just fighting and fighting and fighting. I mean, it was a sprint. It was 10 minutes of a sprint. Yeah. Towards the middle, of course, they get some control, and they're tagging in and out, but it was pretty much a sprint. Uh, Basically,
0: everything on the outside was legal, and everything on the inside was by the rules. That's kind of how they were doing it. Yeah. I mean, well, why can't you hit people with a chair? Why was that not a DQ? Because if you're not in the ring, anything could go. Right. They didn't announce that, but that's just how they did the match.
1: So there was a teaser finish here in this match. We really had two finishes. Yes. After they start sprinting and they're brawling and brawling and wrestling and wrestling, Tommy Rogers pinned Bobby Eaton. And the mm-hmm. crowd thought that the Fantastics had won the tag team titles. Yes. But it was not to be.
0: Nope, because first of all, let me, let me backtrack a little. Bobby Eaton was a man. Yeah. In this match, Bobby Eaton was the man. I mean, he the had man. a power slam. He had, he bulldogged a fool onto a table. Um I, I and I particularly in my notes, here's here's the one big note I had was I loved Tony Schiavone's explanation of why Bobby Fulton should not be helping his partner over on that side of the ring. Remember when they had Rogers after they bulldogged him on the table and they're beating him over uh, over near their corner mm-hmm. and Fulton comes over to help? Tony Shavani not missing a beat, and Jim Ross gets in on this, too. He goes, yeah, the re- reason the referee's over there trying to get Fulton back in there is because he's too close to the Midnight Express's corner, and he should be in his corner at all times. I go, oh, my God, continuity. Ooh, owes mid-down.
1: Uh, <laughs> wow, that's how easy it is for you, huh? Oh. God, continuity lo- gets Jeff turned on, apparently. I
0: like continuity and logic. Is sure. that so hard to ask? But, I mean, okay, so Pawn we're brawling. Intended. We're brawling towards the end during the— sp- During the sprint, yes. And Jim Cornette comes in with a tennis racket. Or there's a blind. There's a tag that the ref doesn't see. Pee Wee Anderson misses the tag due to double teaming shenanigans, and so Bobby Fulton's on fire and he's trying to get to him, but he can't because the ref is holding him back. And Jim Cornette comes in with the loaded tennis racket Mm -hmm. and he takes the handle and sticks it into Tommy Rogers' gut, and Bobby Fulton cannot take no more, so he takes Pee Wee (laughs) Anderson and says. Get out of here you mulleted freak and throw
1: over mulleted
0: the top freak.
1: <laughs> Throws him over the top rope, which is a throws no-no. Throws him over
0: the top rope, which is a no-no, but no one makes a big deal about it except for Ross giving a little slight, he's going to have to pay for that. And the brawl is continuing on and on until they throw they throw Cornette out, they get they they hit was Eaton Eaton goes down, they hit the rocket launcher on Eaton and Tommy Young the world's hardest working referee mm-hmm. has run down to check on his man, but he sees the pin and he jumps in the ring and hits that mat hard three times. One, yeah. two, three. I mean, he is hitting the hell out of this mat. I, know, I was, I was going to ask you as a, as a referee, do you ever get that worked up
1: hitting the mat that hard? There were times where I would hit it hard. Like I was conscious, uh, especially when I had to ref, you know, multiple, multiple matches on a show because it's hard Sometimes, when you're really mm-hmm. slamming your hand down the whole time, you start getting, you know, bruised up and puffed up and a little uh, swollen. Yeah, sometimes you just want to hit it as hard as you can. You want to make that good sound. And Tommy Rogers was doing, you know, Brian Gorey. Tommy Young. Tommy Young. Tommy Young, sorry. But Brian Gorey does this, ROH official, and some people make fun of him because he does he does the left arm and he does exactly like Tommy Young where he, you know, he swirls. He moves that hand as much as possible yeah. when he's counting. He does that exact thing. But yeah. Uh, Tommy Young hits
0: the three count. He
1: hits the three count as hard as he can. New champs. Everybody goes nuts. Everyone's nuts for the new champs. But then Pee Wee recovers. Yeah. Gets back in the ring. And Tony, thank God for Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross letting us know what's going on. Because Pee Wee Anderson was not one of those who made a big show of things. Right. Very nonchalant. He just rings the bell. Or he calls for the bell. Gives the titles to the Midnight Express. Because you see... Because of Tommy Rogers, or excuse me, Bobby Fulton throwing Pee Wee over the ropes, the Fantastics were disqualified.
0: And then more magic. Well, Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette.
1: whacks everyone. The hell
0: out and he just starts killing fools with his tennis racket, including In- both the referees. Including the
1: referees. And it looked like he just whacked flat he, on the back Pee Wee oh, Anderson. He, he pummeled him with this thing. With the him. edge of the racket, he killed him. This guy who just let your team retain the tag team titles, by the way. Well, they well
0: they were trying to break up the fight as as Stan Lane uh, had come no, in with a no. chair to come in and start doing more beating. So so they, they he's, he's cleared the ring of the refs and of this, Tommy Rogers. This was and chaos. Now, from, and now it's time to take off the belt and get a little just, whooping on Bobby Fulton. This is Southern style. Yeah, here.
1: this was chaos from start to finish and then after the finish.
0: Whips him with the belt. And Jim Ross is
1: is having a stroke. Yeah, he's just going nuts.
0: My God, they're tearing they're tearing going flesh off his back.
1: Nuts. And this was the second match in the show, by the way. Yes. There were three or four more matches to come after this.
0: He had a Chicago street fight with Barb Wire next. And this one is the one they're going mad over right now, if you can imagine that. Crazy. So, I mean, oh. For- and, you know. This is
1: mid-card tag team feud. Mid-card and team it has team this team.
0: kind of heat.
1: With the U.S. <laughs> tag team titles. Yes. The Midnight Express retain. They defeat the I, Fantastics.
0: I'm so happy you liked this.
1: Four, I was a little worried. Four and one quarter stars is what Meltzer gave it at the time. Just to uh, keep that gimmick alive. I did quite enjoy this. Because okay. it, was, so, it was ten minutes. It was a sprint. You got to see two did. classic tag teams.
0: I was surprised it went ten. I looked, at, I thought it was like because I'm like, man, that ended so quick. really quickly. I was it like, it was so
1: quick. Well, because oh, there was action from start to finish. There was at no time, you know, chin locks and you know, long signature submission holds. Like it was a sprint from I start love to finish.
0: Late '80s tag team wrestling. And Jim so if Ross you wanna, was if, insane. Yeah, Tony Schiavone was insane. Everyone
1: was just nuts.
0: Steve Doctor Death Williams was on cocaine before this match. So uh, I, mean, I mean, do what you want to do. I guess.
1: Do what you want to if do. You, if
0: you want to be my friend, go we'll watch this match and then come talk to me on Twitter about the greatness of late 80s tag teams, especially in NWA, WCW. If you watch oh, this match along,
1: I, I want your thoughts <laughs> so at Shake Them ugly. Ropes. At I Shake Them Ropes copied. on Twitter.
0: Copy me. Copy me at James 13
1: Do you please. see this right now? Wanna Jeff's th- so excited now. He can't stop talking. Uh, suspension. Yep. Nope. Can't hear him now. Uh, I, we want to hear your thoughts at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter. At Shake Thermopes tell us what you thought about the Fantastics, the Midnight Express. Any thoughts from Clash of the Champions 1 as I bring Jeff yes. Hawkins back here?
0: Oh, I wasn't in that time? I was, oh, you were saying, suspended. You were suspended for making I was saying, too much noise. I was saying relevant things.
1: Nope. Suspended. Yeah, no,
0: it's. It, it, you have to excuse some of the... Some of the time capsule things is, you know, they're introducing new characters and, you know, the the, 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 the Chicago street fight's very short.
1: I, no, I loved. I just the tag loved, team title match is great. I love the revelation of the top 10 teams for the Crockett Cup. I just loved it. I love the graphics mm-hmm. that were used. I love the, uh, <laughs> the top 10 board. Oh, it was great. Uh, yeah. Next week, match number 79 from Extreme Rules 2012, Sheamus against Daniel Bryan. Is match number 79 in our top 100 countdown. Sheamus and Debray. I don't remember that one at all. Neither do I. Judging by the two men in the match, I mean, I would not be surprised. I think it was one of those solid but forgettable things. Extreme Rules. 2012, is that what I said? Yes. I'm going to look this one up and see. Just because it's like generally the quickest and only reliable way we have to kind of judge how good a match would be without us seeing it first. Oh, look Meltzer. at the old Meltzer ratings for this one. And he gave it... Oh,
0: here's... Here, okay. While you were looking, oh, you found it already. No, oh, this was,
1: was, was a best it. two out of three mal, uh, falls match for the world heavyweight title. That's right. Four stars from Meltzer at the time was not the best match on the show, according to him, because, of course, the main event on that show was Brock Lesnar's first match back, taking on John Cena.
0: Oh, the one where they just basically blew is where, yeah. It's amazing. The chain wrapped around the fist.
1: Amazing. So maybe that's why we don't remember this match, because the main event is the only thing most people remember.
0: Here's a funny shake them ropes corollary to the match we just talked about. Uh Uh-huh. Our from two episodes, Mr. Todd Martin. You ever want to get him on a rant, ask him about the Fantastics. He can't stand the Fantastics. Really? He can't stand them. Okay. He finds them to be like, uh, you know, he's like, they have a weird, dumb gimmick, like they're Chippendale strippers, and they just seem like a poor man's fabulous ones. Which well, what I'm going to do with
1: but... Mr., uh, with frequent Shake Them Rope's guest, Todd Martin, what I'm going mm-hmm. to do is if the Wizards, because the Wizards are moving on, they ran right. through the Raptors. Okay. Ran through them. So as much as he thought the Capitals and the Raptors would, uh, or the Raptors would take care of the Wizards, he was wrong. If the Wizards lose, the day they lose, I will tweet him and say, hey, just saw a Fantastics match. It was awesome. Go Wiz.
0: I tweeted him today. I said, or when I was plugging Shake Them Ropes, I said, Todd Martin used to be president of the Fantastics fan club. Yeah. <laughs> he got a kick out of it. So, yeah. Everybody go troll Todd about the Fantastics.
1: Don't troll Todd. Troll us if you want to troll somebody. <laughs> Us. Yeah. Troll us. Troll God uh, There's That's a King, to... King of the Ring written review at VoicesOfWrestling.com. We'll put videos up. I'm staying up to watch the New Japan show tonight.
0: Oh, there is that, isn't there?
1: Wrestling Hinakuni. Um, okay. Yeah, Togi Makabe, Tomohira Ishii, the main event okay, for the Never title. Also, the return of Big Daddy Yum Yum. <laughs> it's quite the show. The opener. Uh, has the three young lions, Tanaka, White, and Komatsu, going up against Ghetto, Beretta, and Rocky Romero, which I am super excited for. Like, beyond belief excited for this match.
0: I look forward to that. Is Toru Yano on the show? Toru Yano is
1: on the show. Um, Who's he?
0: Fix? Captain New Japan? Some multi-tag? Um, I believe yes. it
1: is a tag team, obviously, uh, with okay. Tanahashi included, but we'll get this here. I'm, in fact, I'll look up the card. I will look it up because this is happening... Late Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning, so some of you who listen to this show right away might be interested in this, but we'll do it very quickly. Uh, Tamahiro Ishii against Togi Makabe is the main event. Uh, You're going to have Hiroshi Tanahashi teaming with uh, Shibata and Goto, taking on Sakuraba, Yano, and Nakamura. Uh, Usual house show fare, really, for the most part, but then you have the NWA title with Tenzan going up against Big Daddy Yum Yum. Yeah, Steve Anthony defending the NWA Junior heavyweight title that he won from Jushin Liger in America. He's defending it now against Jushin Liger back in Japan. Yeah, he won it in Vegas at
0: Cauliflower All-
1: Alley, uh, Ko- right? Kojima and Captain New Japan taking on Cody Hall and Yujiro Takahashi. So uh, Kojima is okay. probably going to pin Cody Hall. No surprise there. Right. But that six-man opener. 20-minute time limit. I, I didn't that- hear Yano on that card. You? I just said Yano. Okay. Was it the six-man. Mind. Oh, with okay. Nakamura and Sakuraba going up against oh. Tanahashi, Shibata, and Goto.
0: Okay, there we go. Thank
1: Toru Yano. Toru Yano <laughs> might win that match, by the way. Oh, he's winning the G1. Sure. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, on that note, Toru Yano winning the G1. I think it is time to close this episode, episode 80 of Shake Them Ropes. We'll be back next week talking Daniel Bryan and Sheamus, as well as the build-up to payback, as well as anything else that may happen. Maybe some NXT, too, since tomorrow night we'll watch the first episode of the new tapings. We'll see what's going on through uh, TakeOver. So some stuff to talk about next week. Uh, for this week's Shake Them Ropes, Rob McCarran saying goodbye, Jeff Hawkins. Happy birthday to me. Is it your birthday? Tomorrow. Happy birthday, Jeff. Thank you. In
0: a world of one million wrestling podcast there is a new shining star with great interviews analysis music and, and me matt coon on total engagement
2: go to any podcast platform you to listen today